Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. Well, during the week, the three of us decided to go ahead and actually build a baseball field in our backyard for no apparent reason. We just had a, a drive to do it. Well, of course, I was the idiot who decided to cross the line, and now I'm stuck here in Pennsylvania while Brian and Josh are on a wonderful baseball field playing baseball with the greats. So it's just me this week. But if you're willing to stay all the way through the episode at the end, I have a fantastic offer for that kind of nerd fan. So stick around. Well, as we all know, Stranger Things 2 dropped this week and it is getting an after show on Netflix. So in the same vein as Talking Dead and uh, Talking Bad and all the other Chris Hardwick shows, Netflix has launched its own show called Beyond Stranger Things. It is hosted by superfan Jim Rash. If you don't know that name, you may know him as the Dean from Community. If you don't know him as the Dean from Community, you need to watch Community. I know Brian will agree with me. That show is amazing. However, there's a slight twist to this. Unlike other after shows, which do after individual episodes, this is made for after you binge the season. So it is littered with spoilers. I highly recommend that you watch uh, Stranger Things 2 before you go ahead and actually do the after show. Now, the after show is going to have the Duffer Brothers uh, executive producer, Sean Levy, and all the cast members are going to be on there. So it's going to have a great panel, great discussion about the show. If you're into Stranger Things, I highly recommend you check out Beyond Stranger Things after you binge the show. Uh, so that's really cool. I hope that Netflix does this for, for more and more shows. I happen to like the after shows. Uh, we obviously provide our own commentary for, for Game of Thrones, but I like the fact that this is done uh, at once in a binge saying, okay, let's just talk about the whole season because you don't want to have to stop for individual episodes to, to get a breakdown. So uh, A plus Netflix, I'm very excited to watch all of this together and, and kind of see how the experience goes. So let's, let's do more like that. The next story takes us into the second largest theater chain, Regal Cinemas. They are beginning testing a, they call dynamic pricing model for films, basically saying they're going to start charging less money for flops and more money for hits. Now, they are currently doing this in a small market, although they haven't announced what the markets are. It will start in 2018. And, um, you know, this is kind of uh, different. Uh, they're doing this in conjunction with Adam's Tickets, which is a, an app-based way to buy movie tickets. It's very popular. But uh, they're also the one movie theater that does, not what the one movie theater, but they are the one chain that does not uh, support MoviePass, the $10 a month all-you-can-see uh, service. So this is an interesting way. Uh, so if you're a big fan of Geostorm and you really want to see, it's only going to cost you a few dollars. Uh, and as we covered multiple times on the show, movie theaters don't make their money off the movies. They make their money off concessions. So if they can advertise a really inexpensive movie, even if it's quote unquote, you know, bad or if it's a flop, uh, you can still go ahead and make the, you know, $11 off the, the popcorn and the soda. And yes, people, I am starting to buy popcorn and soda because you have all shamed me and I am changing my way. So more money into the movie theaters. But this is an interesting thing because on the flip side of this, though, right? Well, it's great to know that if a movie this isn't necessarily uh, critically acclaimed or not doing very well in the box office. If it's something you want to see, it's going to be cheap. The flip side is if it's something that's really popular, it's going to be more expensive. So I don't know what that means for movies like Thor. I don't know what that means for Star Wars, uh, all the DC and Marvel movies that are going to be coming out that are very popular. Uh, what's going to happen to ticket pricing? And the other part, too, is if, if a movie is in the middle of performing and it actually gets a lot of buzz does does the movie price change as a consumer i'm a little weary about this but again their drive is to not necessarily have everyone pay to see the movie it's for them to pay to get the concessions so i can understand it from a business 
perspective, but as a consumer, uh, I'm really not happy about that. So I'm just going to stick with Movie Pass and do my $10 a month and see a whole bunch of movies like I did this month. Uh, but I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. So please uh, tell us at thatkindofnerd.com or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search at thatkindofnerd. Tell me what you think about quote-unquote dynamic pricing for tickets. I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. And now, ladies and gentlemen, is the time of the show where we take a look at the world of comics, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. I'm, I'm definitely not as good as Brian. Just, we'll just let that happen. I know that Josh Burns right now listening to the show is going to be elated to hear the next news, but Zachary Levi, the star of Chuck, is going to be in the DC's Shazam movie. He's actually going to be playing the lead Shazam. Now, a lot of people uh, may not know who I'm talking about, and this is Captain Marvel, but not the Captain Marvel that you're thinking about. And next week, we'll have Brian explain what the heck those two differences are. But Shazam is a superhero that... <laughs> Well, it's interesting. There's a, a young kid named Billy Batson, and he has basically the ability to transform into a superhuman adult by saying the magic word Shazam. Uh, Shazam is an acronym for ancient war gods such as Solomon, Hercules, uh, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Uh, arrange those in the correct order if I have them incorrect. And uh, allows them to transform into this adult uh, superhero. Now, this adult superhero is very akin and very similar to uh, Superman, and there's actually a lot of controversy surrounding that with DC. So I'm going to have Brian on next week, obviously, explain a little bit of the backstory of who this character is. But there's an interesting twist to this, uh, and that is uh, Shazam's villain, a villain from the Shazam series, uh, is Black Adam. And Black Adam uh, right now is a movie that's in development that's going to be starring The Rock. Uh, so you have a villain movie, very similar to like Sony doing stuff right now with Venom. Uh, DC is doing a villain movie starring The Rock, but he is not going to be in the Shazam movie. So that really is just like getting the standalone Joker movie. It, again, I am not the biggest fan of the DC extended universe. And this, again, just seems like a weird, muddy message. And I would be much happier if these were just siloed stories and they weren't all tied together uh, and it would just seem great. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm giving DC a little more credit nowadays. Um, this necessarily isn't a step in the right direction, but I love Zachary Levi, so I'm definitely going to go out and see this movie. And I love The Rock, so I'll end up seeing Black Adam and then they'll probably have some kind of mashup later and everyone will be happy. So we can... Again, not go to, you know, the sky is falling territory, but again, things are a little weird. And it's making its way into theaters in April of 2019. This movie, Shazam, is actually skipping ahead of other movies right now being filmed. It's being pushed ahead in front of Suicide Squad and a couple other movies. So we're going to be seeing this come out uh, a little sooner than we, we thought we would. Uh, Zachary Levi said that he was absolutely humbled uh, by the response. He's so excited to play the character and that he's going to be in the gym for the rest of his life getting ready for this. So uh, really excited to see. Uh, what's going to come out of this and again cannot wait to have brian on next week tell us a little bit about the backstory of shazam uh, so this way we can kind of bring you on board the next bit of news requires that you go check out our show notes right there in your podcasting app or at thatkindofnerd.com because it surrounds a clip published by justice league action so whenever comic book fans read issues of batman featuring the joker there's usually only one voice that they hear in their heads and that voice belongs to Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill has played the character since 1992, off and on. Uh, he is a tremendous voice actor. So most people obviously know him as Luke Skywalker, but he is the voice of the Joker. He also played the Tinkerer 
on the DC uh, Flash show. Uh, and he is now uh, voicing Swamp Thing. So Mark Hamill has his hands in three different characters in the DC Honeypot. And what they did was they made this wonderful short where Mark Hamill gets into a car. The Joker is there trying to kidnap him. Tinkerer shows up. And then, of course, Swamp Thing makes an appearance. So it's Mark Hamill doing all the parts. And the greatest tweet was, uh, Mark Hamill can tell you that this is the only production he's ever done where he has slept with everybody involved. But, yeah, it's mainly himself. Another reason I bring this up is that Austin Winchester had brought this to our attention, sent it to us over at Twitter at that kind of nerd. Uh, it was fantastic. We had a small little discussion about it. Mark Hamill said that he, you know, Mark Hamill liked the tweets that we were talking about. So it's a definitely good use of your time to go ahead, go to the show notes, check out this video, laugh for a little bit. Uh, and I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about this video as well. So hit us up on Twitter at that kind of nerd. Uh, and thanks, Austin, for giving us this nugget this week because it definitely lightened my mood. Now, as you all know, I love to go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure, and I like to ask for a tech perspective. So I'm going to start off this week with uh, some, well, interesting news that everyone kind of thought was a long time coming, that Microsoft has officially killed off the Kinect. And when I say that, I mean they're no longer manufacturing. So it's really easy to just dismiss the Kinect as, as a failed project. And, and in all realities, when it comes to the gaming aspect of it, it, it is. It, it was completely botched. It's useless. Everyone played Kinect Sports once and hated it. But when it comes to other applications of the Kinect, it was actually really significant. So there was actually a study done with the Kinect because it can track your, your body motions. And I know I'm getting nerdy, but hear me out. Uh, that actually helped amputees with finding the right prosthetic for them as to what would give them the best range of motion. It's also used in Windows Hello cameras, which are used to recognize people's faces, to log into Microsoft uh, computers, and it's even gone into the HoloLens, which is their mixed reality VR headset application. So the Kinect is a, a complete loss, and I will say failed aspect of gaming. No one uses it. I mean, I have one sitting in front of my TV right now on my Xbox, and I use it to turn on and off my TV and to maybe switch in between an application here and there, but I never use it when I'm actually gaming. But the other applications to it are pretty interesting, but it is time for it to go away. Uh, so goodbye, Kinect. We barely knew you, but hey, it was time for you to go. So the next topic kind of builds off a conversation Brian and I had last week about going to the store to rent movies. GameStop is now using their PowerPass program to let you rent used games for one set price. So basically, remember when you would go to Blockbuster and you would pick up a VHS tape and you would rent it? Well, you can do that. But now, uh, GameStop is doing this a little differently. It's a six-month subscription that starts at $60, so $10 a month, pretty good. It allows you to swap games uh, anytime you want at no additional cost. However, you can only have one game checked out at a time. Uh, this is actually a really good thing because there's other services like uh, Gamefly, and there's a couple digital ones you can do on the Xbox and, and all that. But uh, this is a way that you probably have a GameStop near you. Uh, using Gamefly, you have to wait for something in the mail. So you can be a little more whimsical and you can be a little more just impulsive on swapping out games. It's a heck of a lot cheaper than like a red box or buying a full game and then trying to sell it back to GameStop where basically you bought a game for $60 and then the next day it's worth three cents. Um, again, GameStop is the devil. They are evil. Uh, I, I, we all kind of despise them in the gaming world, but $10 a month allowing you to check out as many games as you want, swap them out only one at a time. Uh, that's not that bad. Now, here's the other part. You do have to sign up for their uh, Power Ups Reward program. However, that is free. 
if you want to, there is a paid subscription to that, which I believe gets you some extra points and uh, it gets you like a magazine and it starts at like $15 or $30. But you can get it for free and pay $60 for six months, you know, for six months, not bad, and get yourself some video games on demand. I think that is interesting uh, because it reminds me a little bit of Netflix, right? When Netflix first started off, it was kind of the Gamefly approach. We're going to select the one you want, mail it out to you, and then you have to mail it back before you can go ahead and get your next game. Where GameStop is doing like the Blockbuster approach, which is, listen, there's a GameStop near you. Come on in and get it. And, and we'll just do this back and forth. I mean, Netflix definitely went out that way. And until someone can make a really, really, really good streaming one, uh, this is great. Especially if you have multiple consoles, this is one subscription price that you're paying and you can get it across multiple consoles. So I know Brian has a Switch. Brian has a PS4. I'm assuming there's an Xbox in the house somewhere, but I'm sure it's not doing anything. I have an Xbox One, and I'm a cheap bastard, so I would totally pay $60 for six months and be able to get a game and just try it out without having to pay for anything. And this way, I don't have to worry about the rigmaroles of everything else that's implied with doing any kind of digital download. So this is an extremely interesting story, and I really want to turn it over to you, the listener, as to what do you think about this? Because we've seen this model play out before, but is this something you think that you would use? If you're a hardcore gamer or if you're just a casual gamer, I think this has uh, the ability to fit anyone's lifestyle. Uh, so please go ahead and, and tell us. If you want to, you can even have your voice on the show. Very simple. You can just call 484 373 4119, or if you're not big into social media, you can just text that number. Uh, tell me what do you think about GameStop, what do you think about Microsoft, uh, DC, Shazam, the Royal, uh, the Regal, wow, the Regal Cinemas, helps if I can speak, and of course I gotta know what you think about right now, what's going on with Stranger Things. So listen, that's the nerdy world this week. Wanted to keep it light, and again, I said I had something for you for, for putting up for me doing a solo show, and that is we're having a flash sale on our website, shop.thatkindofnerd.com. So if you want to support us, you can always go to patreon.com and get early access to topics. But if you want to wear a t-shirt, you want some buttons, go to shop.thatkindofnerd.com. And from Monday, October 30th to November 3rd, we're doing 20% off our entire shop. So everything is 20% off. Use the promo code 20 wishes. That's 20WI. S-H-E-S. I didn't make the promo code, so just let, let that happen. But 20 Wishes gives you 20% off everything at shop.thatkindofnerd.com. It would mean the world to us if you buy a t-shirt, if you buy a button, take a picture of it, shoot it over to our Instagram, That Kind of Nerd Podcast. We will love to see you in some That Kind of Nerd swag. So that's the nerdy world. Thank you so much for making me your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. We're all going to be back next week. I promise we're back to this cycle. I didn't want to let the week go by without giving you the nerdy world. So thank you so much, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show. I'm sure you'll see there's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Strange new Fantastic Four was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. And if you didn't get that reference, please go watch The Field of Dreams and come back and say thank you for making you watch The Field of Dreams. If you podcast, they will come.
also use the promo code 20wishes and get yourself a t-shirt. 20% off, that's a pretty good deal. Okay, have a good day.